All right, well, today is a very special day. Uh, it's our very first podcast episode. Um, we're introducing a new podcast called Nightcap with Chris and Christian. Um, I'm the titular Christian. And I'm Chris. <laughs> hey. Or Christopher. Either one. Either one? Yeah. Which do you prefer? Um, I used to prefer Chris, but now that I use Christopher for my, like, music and everything, I guess Christopher doesn't... I mean, my family calls me Christopher, so it doesn't bother me. But I, I like to call you Christopher, too, sometimes. Yeah. Only when you're in trouble. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you much today. I've essentially just been watching cartoons. Yeah, he's a cartoon watcher. Star Wars right now. Star Wars, Clone Wars. It's got me in a chokehold. I just like to lay in bed on my phone, which is pretty sad. No, it's been nice. It's been nice. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but it's so bad. I know it's bad for my brain, and I know by 30... It'll just be full of things I've seen on the internet that probably weren't true. So, No, I definitely get that. I mean, it makes sense. I feel like that's all of us. Um, so I know there's 100,000 thousand podcasts out there, but like we thought, you know, since day one, essentially, we've had really great conversations and, you know, we really are big fans of podcasts. I've had a podcast myself before, but um, I just thought it would be... You have two, kind of. You know, you did that drag one once. Bush um, didn't. Didn't follow through. <laughs> kind of, though. You kind of did it. But hopefully, we'll follow through the, with this one, though. But, uh, yeah, Nightcap. Uh, tell us a little bit about why it's called Nightcap. Well, I thought the idea of, like, I don't know, like a wind-down kind of night aesthetic not talk show but you know what i mean like that that was kind of the vibe i was thinking like have a drink roll up whatever <laughs> and talk about random things no absolutely it sounds like pretty much our every single night nightly routine exactly yeah and that's when the best conversations come, which... It, it's so funny. Before we got this house, the best conversations we ever had were in my car. Does anyone else do that? Like, <laughs> I feel like Wendy Williams. Does anyone else do that? Can I get a... <laughs> can I clap if you guys do that? No, but legitimately, like, Chris and I, we were a car conversation people, you know, like... Personally, I smoke cigarettes, unfortunately, and so, like, of course I'm not going to smoke in the house, but... Uh, I'd be outside, you know, smoking, watching YouTube videos, and he'd come outside, and then, you know, all of a sudden, it's 9 p.m., and we're just having a deep conversation after eating some Sonic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think it stems from the fact that we met each other and then talked in your car to get yes. to know each other yes. till like, 3 a.m., so I think that that's kind of just... I think it was 4. I think it was 4 a.m. Probably. <laughs> I think it's just an ingrained factor in our relationship, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going home, going to the home plate where we met. Yes, but we also actually have a house now, whereas yeah. before we had roommates or we're living with people, so right. we always wanted to get out of the house, and so we would go to the car. And or we would just whatever. drive around, you know? Yeah, waste gas. Yeah, literally waste gas during get the pandemic. God. Taco Bell. <laughs> Lots of Taco Bell trips. Which Taco Bell is honestly the reason for a lot of my problems. <laughs> oh, jeez. I feel like... The Fiesta Veggie Burrito, though. 
I talk about it all the time. Magnificent. Yeah, I don't... The problem with places like... Well, really any place, but, like, it all just starts to taste the same to me. And then you see the videos of, like, how it's made and, like, all that, and it's, like, it just makes you feel guilty. No, 100%. (laughs) No, um, but, yeah, to explain a little bit more about us, you know, we're both creative individuals. Um, I would say that we are both homosexual individuals. <laughs> Maybe. I um, don't know if I am. Yet. Yeah? What do you think? I don't think know it? for sure. No, you just, this is the phase? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we're, um, we do that. We do the creative stuff. Um, I don't know what else I was going to add. Oh, we're from southern Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like a... Oh. We're from the booming metropolis of Evansville, Indiana. Yes, which honestly, a lot of podcasts yeah. probably aren't from here. So. No, God, no. no. <laughs> I guess There's that. probably a handful, maybe two hands full of podcasts around here. So, you know. And they're probably conservative something. Yeah, conservative know. somethings for sure. Nothing nothing great. But, um, but you never know. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm. I just finished my first can of a truly cherry, and I'm onto my second only other can. I, I, trust me, I don't. Do I'm not this a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of the cherry, personally. I don't anything truly, honestly. Just I um, gets you. I trust them. <laughs> I trust well, yeah. them to give me something good. <laughs> I like the, you know. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I like a good. Uh... Yeah, this is also ASMR. Yeah, I guess so. It's a little bonus. That for was your, nice. Your guys's ears. God, I wish we had another one to give us a another. Oh no. You know, Chris is drinking some truly some some cherry trulys. I'm over here drinking some Diet Mountain Dew, brother. Diet Mountain Dew, home of the Dew. Which gotta do it. To you is the equivalent. Yeah, I, mean, I guess so. I get so <laughs> wasted off of Diet Mountain Dew. Oh my god! Do you remember when that was a thing? Like everyone was. Oh, what was get it? y'all hopped up on Mountain Dew. No, no, the something. I don't know what. It, maybe it was just a commercial, but it was like. Do the do. There's been so many. I can't think. Oh, speaking of random commercials, yeah. this is random. I was gonna bring this up to you uh, the other day. So I'm sure you've seen like the comeback of Lindsay Lohan and all that, but yes. she she just recently did a Pepsi commercial, oh. and in the commercial it's like Christmas theme, of course. And there's a milk, and then what? she right, and then she adds Pepsi Disgusting. to the milk, and now it's like this worldwide craze where everyone's trying this. You serious? I'm I'm 100 serious. It's called Pilk. <laughs> no, no, and I'm. <laughs> Not making it up. You're doing a bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> what? It's called Pilk, and that is how Pepsi <laughs> is branding it. And people on, <laughs> I'll have to show you later, but people are like filling the glass half milk, half Pepsi. No. And apparently it tastes really good. Does it separate? No, it just mix and like, it sounds crazy. The Pepsi doesn't float? No, I don't think so. It sounds crazy, but when I'm seeing people try it, I think of. Like a chai latte. I know, and not a chai latte, but it, it seems like it would have like a cinnamon. Cinnamon? 
milk t- i don't know we'll have to try it <laughs> maybe maybe some other episode we will try I mean, this pilk i guess it's no different from their like nitro pepsi you know what i mean because it's got like cream in it it's supposed to be like maybe yeah one of those things i don't know i don't know but everyone wants it everyone's talking about it pilk. and i wouldn't be surprised if pepsi somehow does like a holiday thing where they sell it hopefully not but god because milk well yeah, Whose idea good. was the ad? Why did she? It was Lindsay's. What's the storyline? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It? I don't know. It was just a random thing. And then now everyone, like, it's like a trend. And, like, I don't know. Is she just like, oh, I'm putting Pepsi in the milk, like, for Santa? Or is it like. Yeah, it's like she. Is it her own concoction? She's like, I'm going to put like, him oh, on. I'm going to dress this up with some Pepsi because that's how I like it. I think she wanted to put him onto something. She was like, okay. you know what, Santa? Look at this. Let me put a little bit of Pepsi in here. <laughs> because in the commercial, she literally just like, oh, and then she pours a thing of Pepsi and then... Like a and shot of Pepsi? It. Like a full Pepsi? It's, like a, a few sips? It was a can. The full can, can of Pepsi into so. a glass of milk. Yeah. The full pan of... Ca- the full can of Pepsi into a glass of milk. Sorry. <laughs> yes. We should probably... We don't want to name this the Pilk episode. So oh, no. You're right. We should move on. Move but on. like Pilk... I have never heard such a thing. That sounds well, like I made it up. We'll have to try it. What do you think it tastes like? I've said it a chai latte. Why do you think cinnamon, though? Because Pepsi, to me, I don't know. I don't know what... Pepsi, to me, you know, cinnamon. It's cinnamon. <laughs> I don't know what a soda and milk like that would taste like, so I picture like a Ugh. some sort of can sweet, spicy milk. for almond milk? Huh? Can you substitute for almond milk? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. I've seen you know what? Do I'm that. down. I'm interested now. Yeah, you can you can do that, but I don't know. But um as we said we were creative individuals, you know. Chris and I met actually at one of his shows. Yes, a drag show. Yes, drag Chris show. is a Chris used to retired. Do drag. <laughs> Not necessarily. You never know. You never know. And I think like once you do it, you always do it. But like, you know, Chris used to do a lot of drag shows. Yes, I... Um, and I used to do a lot of music shows. Yes. <laughs> Pre-pandemic. Yeah. It... I don't know. The more and more time that I have away from doing drag... Yeah. It makes me not... Not that I don't fully love and appreciate it, but it's... This sounds... Okay, it's become so political, which it's always been political... But now it's like it's just at the forefront of everything. Like if you're not, if you're not a drag queen at the forefront of any march, or, or like you're not involved, you're not considered like serious about it. Right, right. Which is a little. It's not weird because it used to be that way, but like I felt as if, considering I got into it for the art form, sure. And now that it's more like a status or a political stance about something yeah it makes me not want to get involved no i, I, I totally get that it's almost but thankfully you did do that because it led you to doing other art forms within that art form such as like making videos like performance yeah, videos yeah. and you know doing crazy shit you know outside of that i always my thing was i always wanted to do something I hate to use the word cinematic because like there was times, you know, I would just do something simple or whatever, but 
I always want to do some cinematic aspect to it, whether it's like a full performance acted out or right. a video, some sort of storytelling thing. And now it's like, I don't know. Every, there's so much going on in that whole community there. That's just like, I don't know. Right. It's a lot to get involved with. And you were really involved with the Louisville, uh, play, play Louisville community. Doing yes. Drag. Yeah. Which I completely still like, I think Louisville has some amazing queens and artists that are there still. Totally. It's just, I don't know. It's just a lot. Plus, we do live in Evansville. We do. And so considering, well, we do have a local bar here, but I I just never got involved with that. And, like, you know, it would be weird for me to try to get involved now, you know. But um, just the drive and everything is just a lot. Yeah. The late nights, right? We have to drive home to get to it's, work the next day. Right. It's, it's funny because, like, when Chris and I first got together, we we were doing this contest called Louisville City of Stars. Yes. And we ended up both being finalists in it actually. And then the following week after that, he was in another competition called Drag Me to Hell, which ended abruptly due to COVID yes. uh, quarantine. Um, and so then, you know, honestly, not, I don't think either of us have performed since then. No, and just crazy. <sighs> But that, I mean, that changed a lot for everything. I mean, even with totally. you, with music, like, right. I mean, e- everyone, everything was anything that was like an art form that was like a in-person experience was sure. completely not a thing. Right. You know? No, it was terrifying. You know, at the time I was music director for a nonprofit in New Harmony, Indiana called the New Harmony Artists Guild. And... It was, it felt, you know, as of at that time, you know, after a period of, you know, downfall, I would say it was, you know, happening. It seemed like it was a pretty happening place for a second. And then all of a sudden everyone got sick and, uh, you know, I'm happy to hear that it's starting back up again, but you know, it's crazy. You know, every single week, you know, up to three or four times a week, I was out there teaching, you know just hosting jam sessions it was crazy recording people you know and thankfully you know throughout doing all of that i was able to uh record some of you so we've been putting some music out together yeah and hopefully have some more coming out in the future so that's been fun yeah i i definitely feel more of a i don't know if i want to say a place but i just i feel more comfortable in music Sure. Which is so weird because I. Because it's so vulnerable. Right. And I didn't. Or the music you choose to do is so vulnerable. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm really trying to do something. It's, it's weird. I think it's this like gaining myself back. I know it sounds weird, but me not doing it when I was younger and then getting so heavily into drag and being a different persona and then I like fully took my name back and actually started using it for things and like showed me rather than a character. No, a hundred percent. I truly think that one of the best things that anyone can do is just show them that they can do something and then have them keep doing it. And I think that's the case with you. Like, I think that, you know, when I first met you, you had always been interested in music, but even, you know, when you were doing drag a lot, you ended up putting a, a song out by yourself as Asylum, which yeah. was your drag name. Uh, and that that song wasn't necessarily you. It was the character singing, essentially. Yeah. But then, you know, you followed it up with actual music put out with Christopher Michael. It's it's wild to think about. 
how far you've come in terms of that kind of stuff. I think it's dope. Yeah, I I definitely just don't feel like I have, and I know this is a touchy word because some people don't want to think about it, but I definitely feel like I was having some sort of identity crisis. Sure. And I think I, I mean, would. You were eighteen, nineteen. Right. And I wouldn't say that all like people that do drag are having that, but I do no. think that it is easy. It's easy for a successful drag queen to have that because you are making your money as someone else or as a different persona and you're doing that each night to where like honestly, I don't know if I could ever do that. Right. Like right. it seems like a very cool job and lifestyle but at the same time it also seems very tiring and like i'm sure there's plenty of queens out there that are just wanting to so to so desperately have time just with themselves you know as like whatever but yeah and yeah that's that on that (laughs) i I don't don't know what to say but no it's fine all right so we're just gonna take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back and we're back to the nightcap episode one get to know me whatever you want to call it um you're so cute no i'm not i it's so weird doing like i don't know it's it's so weird doing like introductions i'm not as good it's so funny to like ask each other questions as if we don't know each other so well you know what i mean yes this is our fourth winter together and it's like I have to ask questions as if to get, you know, let the audience, if there is ever going to be an audience, to know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, we do, I mean, every day we get on topics of stuff that I 100%. don't know your opinion on or, like, whatever it may be. So, I think it's also a learning experience about each other. Absolutely. I mean, and you and I both know I love to debate just for the sake of debate, unfortunately. Yes, and I love to talk. <laughs> yeah, I so it's a perf- <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. Plus, you know, the voices and the characters, it's perfect. I'm trying to get Christian to keep this as far away from like a comedy show. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because, um, well, I mean, he just, he likes a lot of like different, which they are funny, like comedy, bang, bang. And stuff like that where they, like, play characters and stuff, which is stuff that we like to do around the house for fun. But <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm scared to show that side of myself. Yeah, I doubt the, <laughs> that will make an appearance here. But you never know. If, if we ever, you know, have too much of a nightcap, maybe once sometime. But oh, not, not for Yeah, now. that's possible. <laughs> so, yeah. to redirect to you instead of me oh, yes. and talking about my trauma and <laughs> tribulations no not trauma trials and tribulations yes (laughs) (laughs) um what where would you say you are right now with like music the world the honestly since you've been in music way longer than me um your opinion on like the whole social media aspect of the music and the tiktok boom if you want to call it that yeah yeah um right now I am in a state of just making music because I like to make music. Um, I'm enjoying my life. 
I'm enjoying my job for the first time in years and years, um, which I work at a major retailer at our East, at our uh, local mall. Gucci, right? <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Yeah, Gucci Evansville. No. Um, uh, and you know what? I, I kind of dig it. And so, you know, I used to have this goal um, kind of modeled after someone in my family. <laughs> I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Um, in terms of, like, the kind of things that I'm supposed to attain. But now I just really enjoy making music. And whether that be recording it or just fucking around with you on the guitar or piano, like producing your stuff has been so much fun. You know, I uh, I'm 27 now, which is crazy to think about. And I've been producing music on this very computer that we're recording on since I was 16. Um, probably earlier than that. May, no, I think I got it on my 16th birthday. Which is crazy. It is crazy, and I will never update it. Uh, it's got too much valuable stuff on it. Um, but yeah, which but it goes to show, you know, sometimes things of quality, can, you know, can last a long time. Hundred percent. This is a, a late two thousand nine model iMac, I believe. Crazy. Yeah, but I don't know if it works. It works. It Amen. has all this time. Amen, brother. <laughs> Amen. No, it's it's actually my most valuable treasure, my most my most valued treasure, I should say. <laughs> so I'm I'm laughing because I'm thinking about how we make music and we try to have this creative life twenty four seven, but right. we're also in retail. Yeah. And <laughs> No, it's difficult. Uh, it's really difficult some days. You know, I'm not proud to say that it's been way too long since I've worked on my own music. And like just yesterday I opened up a session and I was like, did a few things and I was like, okay, that's enough screen time. And then I just went outside and looked at my phone. Like if I can't look at the computer screen for like my own music, but I want to look at my tone, my phone and look at TikToks and stuff. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, that's why it's, it's kind of infuriating sure. not not as not so much from my immediate family but from like people you know on the outsides of my family and yours uh, what i'm saying is like asking well wh where's your new music right where's this where's that and it's like you're working a you're working five days a week at a job right at a, a clothing store but by the way we both work at the same place you know right um but and then you're trying to work on me. It's just, it's just a lot. It's no, so it's, it's too draining. much. You know, working, working and cooking and you know, doing all that stuff. It's hard. Yeah. It's it's actually so super hard as a creative person to like come home and not think about what the day was like and how you want to just recuperate from the day. And you know. It's great days off. It's so funny when you get like two days off in a row. It's like the first day is for recuperation. And then the second day is for things that you actually want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get the two days off in a row very often around here. But like it's it's one of those things where it's like you kind of waste a whole day just being able to recover from a 40 hour week. Yeah. If not more. I mean, like especially for you, like 
granted, you know, you love making music like for fun and like it's something you love to do, but it is work sure. still, especially sure. for you. Cause like I don't produce, I mean, I've, I've done little projects and stuff with, um, with drag and stuff, but I don't, I'm, I'm not a producer. I don't build all the tracks. I write the songs and I sing them, you know? Sure. So for you, it's like, if you were to go to work and then start working on music, it's like, okay, you're clocking in at your next job. Right. It's, it, that's what makes it so tiring. What would be, honestly, the thing that hurts me the most, I think, is that I'm pounded with pop music eight hours a day. Oh, and I yeah. hear the same songs over and over again, and it makes me almost resent it. And I'm sure you notice, like when we're on the way home from work, like I'll put on like talk radio or something because it's just like music is too much at that moment. It makes me resent it almost, and it makes me so sad because they've ruined some really good songs for me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it is. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this later, like a whole music breakdown of today's music, especially, but. It's just, it's so repetitive. It's so, the the people that are making the hit pop songs, right. everyone else is trying to follow in their footsteps so they can have that same kind of song. So then over time, it just all sounds like the same thing. No, 100%. It's all a echo chamber. Which is exactly what they play where we work. It's just right. song after song of a of the same thing and i don't know funny. how to explain it it's funny you'll get a new playlist and then like there's a few really good songs that they turn you on to and then you hear them like four to five times during one day and it just absolutely kills it for you yeah it's i don't know some it, deep cuts in there too and then and and then it well me just being passionate about stuff like this but it makes me so uh, not upset but so bothered when there's people I listen to and they make great music and it's not pop or it's whatever, or it's just live instruments or something different. And like, those are not the songs that are being played right. nonstop at right. retail stores. You know, like it's not that what is playing is bad or they don't deserve it. It's just, there's so much music out there, you know, I don't know. No, a hundred percent. It's so funny. There's new genres being made every month. It feels like, at least from Spotify, like yeah. you've seen their genre list. It's crazy. It's it's so blended now, and like people that, honestly, if you blend genres, yeah. it's hard to stand out because you can't be the number one in a certain genre. You and know, because I, I really think that's why, or not that specifically, but I think that's why you get new girl groups like Flow. Yeah, exactly. Well, because honestly, no one's doing these things. These things from the nineties, right. the eighties. Like we've we've really been doing that lately. But right. like the nineties girl groups and the honestly, as much as I hate them sometimes, even the boy bands. There's not boy bands anymore. No, it's true. I mean, there's the Jonas Brothers and there's stuff BTS, like that. There's BTS. You know, there's K-pop right. boy bands, but there's no real like American or or European boy bands that are in the mainstream. You know, I would say the last one was uh, Hairstyles, Nile Horan. Oh, yeah, One Direction. One Direction, yeah. thank you. I would say that's the last big one. Yeah, honestly, it's, I mean, they all, we all, I mean, we all know this. It's a, it's a cliche. Every group that gets together, eventually they usually split up and they go on their solo careers and whatnot. Well, it's funny but, because what we're talking about right now is what I'm sure people were talking about 
10 years or so ago when One Direction first came out because I, f- I remember them coming out and being like, oh, I thought boy bands were over. Oh, yeah, everyone was obsessed. I mean, yeah. like, the girls that were hardcore, like, boy band fans but, uh, were as, obsessed. As a person who grew up with, like, um, the 18s and Jump 5 and the Spice Girls specifically, um, I uh, I thought that era was over in music. And then, like... 10 years later these guys from england show up and i'm like oh this is the spice girls but men yeah i i personally would love to see big big artists that have already had five six albums yeah get together and form super group girl groups and boy bands and stuff because honestly it elevates your career that's it gets you to a new audience and it also just brings back that just, just some sort of nostalgia and something that's, different. That's one of the reasons why I loved the new basement tapes so much. The, yeah. You know, um, it, I think that's incredible. You know, just bringing artists together. It's, even if it's just one specific artist, like catalog, for example, you know. Lady Gaga's been doing a lot of that. She did the songs of Cole Porter, I believe, as a whole album. Like, I would love to see more of that. Oh, Not like people covering yeah. or doing stuff like that? Or? Well, just putting their own take on someone's entire catalog, for example. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be absolutely wild? I don't know how the rights of this would exist or anything. I don't know how we got here. But uh, wouldn't it be crazy for someone like Taylor Swift, for example, to completely remake, like, Taylor's version? Like, what if she you know expanded oh, from like, her own stuff to like what if she re-recorded covers. chromatica from its entirety and did her own thing for everything <laughs> so you know weird, what i mean like what how what would that even sound like it would be insane yeah i get well i mean i feel like it would have to be recreating something that's you know classic from I'm earlier in the day or fun tonight <laughs> I don't know. I just wouldn't that be crazy though? Because like, so so Gaga did do the songs of Cole Porter. So like, forty years from now, are people going to be covering the songs of uh, Holly Humberstone? No, as if they're as if they're the uh, the Bengals. (laughs) I mean, I think it will all honestly. Let's even see if we see the music of 2040. Like, what you the, think so? The rate that the world's going. Who knows? What do you think that would sound like? Do you think they're like a hundred gigs? I don't. The thing is, I don't think that music will ever fully reinvent itself because it's probably been done. That's not probably have been done in some way. It's to me, to me as a music listener, it's all about the writing, the production. And honestly, yes, the vocals, but I think it's easier to make a standalone song with your writing rather than it is your production. Yeah. Because so many songs sound alike, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's talking about the same thing or if it's being said in the same way. I would agree with you, except for the fact that it's so difficult sometimes for me to listen to older music where the production is absolutely terrible, even though I know the lyrics are good. You know what I mean? Well, honestly, let's be honest. Um, This new singer-songwriter movement, which is like, has me by a chokehold, as I like to say. I'm I'm so fully into it. It's, It's like... 
the 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 songs that were used to be like oh this is the be- the greatest song ever or this is the best written song it's hard to take take that seriously these days right because there's so many descriptive things out there now like i just feel like it's i don't know it's like old music is classic because it maybe it was revolutionary for that time or it did something different than everyone was doing right. but nowadays it's like some i mean i can't really think of a song off my top of my head but there's some songs it's like what did they just say like <laughs> how like this is iconic or this is revolution like right i, I don't know it's it, it there's that thing i don't know did you forget where we were going no no no. <laughs> it just uh unfortunately i may or may not have had a too much too little too much of my little nightcap if you know what i'm oh. saying okay. <laughs> <laughs> well oh, we'll just preface we are very 420 friendly here we are very um we we plan to bring friends on this podcast. Yeah, I think that would be fun. In the future and I don't know what some of them might say. No. Um you never know <laughs> with some of my friend group and some of yours. Yeah. So um honestly, I'm just if you are going to be a listener of us, be prepared to hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just remember <laughs> um we are in southern Indiana as we said and we are gay men. So like yeah, we're already breaking. Yeah. We're breaking the law already. We're breaking the law. Breaking, <laughs> breaking the, law. the boundary. Yeah, hundred percent. We're uh, we're breaking the the barrier. You know, not to get on a gay topic right now necessarily, but there is such. I've been seeing all these things, and it's like, sorry, the true loser getting to me making me burp <laughs> um there's so much going on with all this like l- let me just say i am kind of scared for 2023 yeah i'm not a very political person as you know which i know you are but you know i have my things that i have stances on or i believe in but there's i don't know there's this big target as people are making it sound like on this whole like anti-LGBT thing and all these sure. like bills are being passed. Sure. And it does worry me being from Edinburgh, Indiana. No, I get that. Uh, Indiana in general, you know, because I don't know. Who's to say what laws are going to be passed or like what's going to be allowed in the next few years? I don't know. Right. Random deep conversation. But I mentioned this because, you know, me and Christian are, we are engaged, but we always like, we said like, Oh, we're going to get married next year and like stuff like that. And like, it's just a big kind of mind fuck. Cause right. it's like, okay, well do we just go ahead and get married now? And then it's like always legal or do we wait <laughs> another year and then it's not legal. And then we just have to live with it. Right. Like I know at the end of the day, it doesn't truly matter because we're always going to have like what we have marriage no or not. Yeah, exactly. But it is a, uh, it is a scary thing because if we do go the route to where it's like up to the states, is Indiana gonna be one of those places? You know? Right. You never know. Yeah. You know, traditionally, it's definitely been one of those states that don't right. allow it. Yeah. Right. And like or recognize it, I should say. Yeah. I don't know. It's at the end of the day, it's not. Every time you say that, I just immediately go to Les Mis. 
Sorry, I, at the I, end of the day, you're another day older. <laughs> so it, I it's use like that every time. A lot. Um, <laughs> but I feel with us, I feel like it'll be fine no matter what. Sure. But I yeah, because we don't require a piece of paper in order to you know live our lives. Thankfully, you know it, it comes down to like having children. I would say yeah, we we are not necessarily gonna have any children, and so we don't necessarily require any tax breaks that. You know, we would have to sign up for through children, you know. Yeah. You know, the only thing it would be, you know, is if I got into a car accident or you, you'd be able to come to the hospital or something like that. I think this might sound... Those types of things. Yeah. It might sound crazy, but I feel like for me, it's not the the idea that we might not be able to get married or like it's that that's principle. not the, it's it's just the the social conversation sure. of it all. The um oh you two are together oh well you can't get married or like mm-hmm. um how oh you're engaged you, I hope you're not planning on getting married. How much like, you want to bet like if it, if DOMA got re- like repealed, it would be the first thing people would say to people is like oh I can't get married anymore. You know what I mean? Right, and it's like I mean. I don't know. It's like, I mean, you did it. You did it two or three times. You know right. what I mean? Like, like why God, can't they I? They should ban straight marriage now. <laughs> like 50% divorce rate? Might as well stop. <laughs> it's like, why can't I have my one chance when Literally. you've already had two, three, four? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I know someone personally that's literally had like 11 marriages. No sh- no tea, no shade. 11? How old are they? How do you have much that much time? They were like 60 something. Okay. I mean. That was also when I was growing up. That was some church <laughs> gossip. Some church gossip. It's crazy because we come from a different... No hate towards straight people. I don't want this to necessarily Absolutely ever not. be like a straight Literally all of my best thing. friends are straight. Literally, yeah, I just... I feel as if... Although they say gays do rush things or they blah, 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 blah. You know, because it's like so hard to find your soulmate, partner, or whatever. Sure. I feel like straight people rush way more when, especially when it comes to marriage. Than especially if there's gay a kid do. involved, because then you can't get out of that. Right? It's like, oh, we have a kid, we have to get married, or you know, we we're playing, or we want to have a kid, we have to right. get married. You know, right. it's there's a lot of that, and like, I know that religion is involved in that, and I know there's just like that's how some people are raised, but. Honestly, take your time. Even if you find your person, like, you don't have to get married in six months to a year. Right. Being engaged, I mean, granted, we got engaged pretty early. We did. But we've also been together for a while since then. Absolutely. And we kind of, like, had a little moment, like, I would say, like, two years in, I would say, like, where we kind of got, like, re-engaged to each other almost like right. Not necessarily, but, like, it felt like it. Like, it was, it was nice, you know, and it's been nice not having to like have to worry about a timeline because we're just enjoying ourselves together and we wear rings for commitment, you know, like to show others that we're committed to each other. Yeah. It's not really on the, you know, on the top of my mind. Like I, I would rather have a, I would rather be engaged for a while and have that first like tiff or that first rough patch Totally. And be engaged and be able to like reevaluate the principles of whatever is going on, then b- 
get married and then be like, oh, we got married and we didn't give this enough time. Right. Like, oh, that's <laughs> how he reacts when he loses at Monopoly or some shit no, like that. No, literally. That, yeah. that, that's the crazy thing about relationships. That's why, oh, honestly. his mom is like that. Like, I, you know, like, yeah. random. Not yours. Like, just random. Yeah, I find, I find relationships so fascinating to the point where, like. Because they're so specific. It's just, it's it's so universal. Everyone goes to, like, the same thing in some sort of fashion. In a different way, yeah. It's just dressed up in a different way. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I find you are, you're choosing to live your life with someone. Okay. So things are going to come up each day. Right. And you're going to see how they react to it, and it's going to be good or ugly. It's not always going to be what you want, but it's it's the idea of just choosing to be like, okay, that's how they react to this. This is that. And we're going to work on it. And I still want to be with this person. It's like, right. I don't know. It's, that's a random tangent, but no, hundred percent. That that's just my thing with marriage and stuff. It's like it, when it, once it becomes like a legal thing, it's like, I don't know. I just, I just am a firm believer in people are taking time and absolutely that's all it is. And that goes back to what I was saying with like, the gay marriage is like, I'm just, I'm not worried about it, but I do know, I feel for people who so desperately want that to where it's going to be like a, it's going to be a big blow to them. Like, oh, well, if I can't have this, like, you know what I mean? Well, like, like, think about the dudes that have children out there, you know, and they have a full family already. And yeah. if it becomes illegal, all of a sudden, these kids' parents aren't necessarily... I don't really know what would happen there. Like, I doubt that the state would get involved if they're their children that they've adopted. It, yeah, some sort of, I don't know. Or, or had themselves. Yeah. It is, it's It's a touchy subject. And not, I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I'm just, with the rate things are going and the, the way I'm seeing things, it is, it is a thing. It's not necessarily a fear. It's more of like, I'm just not prepared for the, hysteria and the the social media aspect of it and everyone just being so uproared and i don't know no i i completely get that because that causes me anxiety like i am when i see everyone else posting about something it's like oh should i be upset about this should i be mad should i be happy like it's it's a thing it's it's a lot honestly i i don't think that's on accident Oh no, I'm sure it's on. I know for a fact that they push, they push things. Hundred percent. And sometimes they don't. They hide things too. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of things that go under the. For instance, I have been get it, girl. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) I have been seeing all these things about you know the spike in homosexual murders in New York, which is so weird and timely, considering like if you're a fan of. AHS or whatever. It's it's weird because American the whole story. season was about that, which is weird. But regardless, I try to search for it and it's literally so buried. You have to literally look a little bit. Because, and honestly, it makes me wonder, do they just not want people knowing about this? Probably. Because everyone that I know in the community is posting about it. But when I go to look for it, I have to scroll and scroll, but if it was some other sort of situation, I feel like it'd be right. the number one headline. I don't I th- know. I think that's some some PR PR moves there. Something, but yeah. it's um, 
I don't know why I brought that up. I was just <laughs> like, it's cool. I I enjoy it. You know, I like shit like that. That's just that's the stuff that scares me, and it's we just gotta move past it and hell of a first episode. Hope huh? for the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was probably a long one. Maybe. It's okay. Well, hey, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back, and we'll do a short little segment that I like to call Book on the Shelf. Okay, I'm not familiar, but okay. okay. Yeah, uh, it's just, you know, we'll find out. A little book on the shelf type. Right, and we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Um, so I must know what. Yeah. What is this book on the shelf? Book on the shelf yes, is a, yeah. It's a game I created while you were doing little, your little gay rights uh, rant, which I loved. No. Oh, you came up with this? Yeah. On the spot. Yeah, hundred percent. I was oh, just God. like, oh, what should we do for the final segment? And then I was looking around the room and I was like, what can I utilize? And what did I call it? Book on the shelf. Yeah, I. By the way, I promise that's my last gay right rant. No, ever. no, no, no. We gotta keep that going. I we, every episode. I don't want this to be like a shoving it down your throat type thing. I don't want it to be like that. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I just kidding. Of course not. I I just want to say things I'm thinking right now. But no, of course. That that's that's. All I'm, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> no book on the shelf. Do you see those books over there? Yes. Book on the shelf is you have to. Pick one of the books, and we have to read one paragraph in one of the books. Or possibly just one sentence. Why? One sentence. Okay? (sighs) All right. Which book do you choose? Don't don't tell me. You can use any of the books. You can use the notebooks. You can do anything. Just one sentence. There's quite a few books over there. And journals and lyric books and, you know... This is like one of those games your kindergarten teacher comes yeah. up with. I mean, I'm sorry. They're, they're probably super underpaid. And, <laughs> you know, they just have to make things up on the spot. Um, we're going to do this because it's probably some some deep Ooh, um, okay. stuff. <laughs> Shit. Okay. This is not what I expected. Well, the other ones aren't grabbing my interest. Okay. Okay, this is "Be Here Now" by Ramdas. Yes, a very spiritual. Look oh. at that! Uh, should I read this? <laughs> they're very length. Well, they're not that long, but okay. Let's let's do. This. You got this. This seems. I guess I've never like mic. really open this book. Do you read it all the way down or is it just the top? Yeah. Okay. And what keeps you from that place? I sound like Ruby Cora. Okay. <laughs> her her live um, performances. And what keeps you from that place that gives you that total feeling experience, knowing of fulfillment is all of this posturing all of your thoughts all your ways of organizing 
your world, all of your plans, all of your games you're exploring. Keep going. Oh, it is the whole thing? Some of us do go on this journey. We didn't stand up and say we volunteer. It didn't work that way at all. It's not like you had a choice of volunteering or not volunteering. That isn't the way it works. It's as if you were propelled into it like the moth into the flame. But yet nobody's pushing <laughs> pushing you <laughs> nobody's oh, oh damn i lost the, the page. page lost okay the page. that was great though if rom like the be here now book is it's literally sideways <laughs> you like open it sideways it's if if you're curious look it up it's a very what would you say this is what is not buddhism is it what would you classify it as i would say you know it's like a Ramdas is his own spiritual teacher, I would say. He studied under the Maharaji, who is, I would say, Buddhist, but, you know, like a different sect of Buddhism. Yeah. Ramdas is Richard Alpert. The illustrations are very cool, but... you, I think yeah. you actually got this... For, uh, the, this is not yeah, like I got the this original version. Yeah, I think this is the, uh, the illustrated version that you got me as a gift. He's like, that's not the original version, but you did get it from. Maybe I, maybe I should have taken it off the shelf so you wouldn't have, so we could have grabbed something like funnier. I thought for sorry, sure. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 you're totally fine. I thought you were gonna just grab something like random over there and just like say one sentence, and then I figured we would just you know pontificate on like what it's about. Yeah, I mean, I'm, well, instead I just... we got some good knowledge. Yeah, so I, I thank you. Some self help. We got some. You come here to be helped. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The nightcap is all about That's, getting helped. It, it's you need help. That's we all do. Yeah. So what book are you choosing? Um. Yeah. So you get to choose a book. I'll choose a book. Um. Go to. Um. Go to Born Standing Up by Steve Martin over here under that Harry Potter journal. Born. It's at the very end. Oh, okay. Which is what we all do. We're all born standing. We are all born standing up. I Absolutely. Mean, uh, like, honestly. you ever thought about it? No, but like that makes sense. I mean, you are kind of curled in a ball, I guess. Unless your slice, your mom sliced open and taken out of you. <laughs> like me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Like Chris did, I'm going to go up to just one random page and read a paragraph. And trust me, if you hate this, we probably do too, and I apologize. Yeah, this is this is a f interesting game. Aspen was no place for poetry readings, and they were stripped permanently from my act. I was now doing my triptych of banjo-playing comedy and magic. All right, you know what? That's Steve Martin in one sentence. You know, I would say that perfectly encapsulates the entire book, so you'll never have to read it. He's a banjo-playing comedy man. I mean, we all are. If you think about it. We, we all play something. And, and we're born standing up. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Nightcap. My name is Christian Rowe. And I'm Christopher Michael. And we'll see you.